Welcome to Game Cable, the Tri-State's one and only nerd culture podcast. From comic books to video games to movies to action figures to animating board games and everything in between, we aim to be your one-stop shop for the news you care about. We read everything, watch everything, and consume a steady stream of rumors, 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 so you can be more informed about your entertainment dollars. I am Doug, and with me again, good old Anthony's back. Good to be back, Doug. All right, yep. So, I remember why I can't remember, I think it was... I think it was right before January. We did our best of for comic books, and we kind of talked about the good things that we Absolutely. really like. And so we're kind of in the midway here. We're post Gen Con, so we've had our Gen Con announcements, and we're now D twenty three is coming up with Disney stuff. But we're kind of in that magical lull between the stuff coming out they've talked about, and you know the rest of the year and convention season again at the turn of the turn of the new year. So. I still think we're in a writer's world. Would you agree? Oh, 1,000%. Um, it, it is a writer's world. There's a few artists out there that is really good, but I tend to be drawn to towards the, the writer more I, so than the artist. I agree. I think we're totally in a writer's world right now. I mean, I don't hear anybody doing, you know, I don't hear artists doing pulling us to a direction. I really hear us in the, you know, okay, who's on this book? Oh, I have to read that now. Right. And I really think that, you know, since middle of the year, we are talking Bendis. Right. I, I think uh, I, I, I think we knew that Bendis was going to bring a lot to, to DC, but until you actually set down in halfway point halfway point of the year we had no idea how what the impact. good and how the impact of of him being at DC was going to be but i know you've been reading action comics pretty much since yeah. uh, bendis yeah, started 1000 yeah since 1000 so i mean i i mean action has been really solid i mean i he has a great take for the metropolis crime and such he weaves in and i think he really has a pretty good lois lane and superman and it's really that interaction between the two that keeps you coming back but i do really think something has to go through his art you know people he's working with and i believe it was steve epping on art if i remember right uh it's been a solid book and people are saying he's doing really well on superman as well and i know action has been really good and we're now in that event of Leviathan thing. They're trying to figure right, out what's going right, with that. Right. And so now he's working with other artists. But the event Leviathan books have even been pretty good. Now, they've been more wordy. You know, Ben just can sure, get wordy. Sure, uh, Like the first event Leviathan book was basically there were some pretty pictures around the the description and talking. But it's still really good. I mean... So I think as a Superman front, he's done really well. Yeah. And then um, this last two pick of the weeks for uh, iFanboy, they've been doing Batman Universe, which has been the Walmart, you know, oh, the, yeah. the collected oh, books. Yeah. And they can't stop raving about that because it's a fun, almost 60s-esque Batman, you know, and Bendis is writing the heck out of that one, too. And yeah, I mean, he's just striking on all, you know, he, he came to D.C. ready to play. He and the thing is, he's shown that he is really well versed into the old uh, DC world. It's not like he's like, oh, I know Batman's Superman. I can just do that for a while. He knows he's he's done some deep cuts, and it's been yeah. pretty good. And then he's been also doing Naomi, which we're not reading, but we've been reading uh, Young Young Justice, Young right, Justice, right. Uh, which is really good. Um, 
the first arc, the six issues with the Opal World was all right, or the Gem World. But now that they're running around, if you haven't read seven, seven is really yeah. I have not got to seven yet, but I I finished up Gem World and I thought yeah, it was okay. Um, I'm still think he is. He writes a very good impulse. Yes, he does. Absolutely uh, amazing impulse. Oh, you know, so for a Flash kid, he just writes. You know. And, you know, in number six, they had the Leroy Jenkins moment where they were trying to come up with a plan to get the thing to be able to stop the bad guy. And Impulse goes, OK, I got it. Now what? <laughs> and I'm just like, that's just, just good writing. And so I do think it's been a Bendis world this year. I think he's kind of eclipsed others around it. But the other one we kind of have to talk about is Nick Spencer over there on Spider-Man, because you just got done with the. Uh, Craven story. Oh, the the hunted. Um, the hunted. Yes, that's it. The the hunted story was, and and I know I talked uh, about that a few um, few months back, maybe a few weeks back. It's uh, all relative. It's all it's all seems to be a blur. But um, but that was that whole story was almost as close to perfection as as mm-hmm. you could get. Um, um, it was a solid. Solid Grand Slam. It was awesome. It was and, an awesome book, and um, he just i I did not realize how good of a Spider Man he was going to write up until the um, what was it the the free, uh, free comic book day one the free comic book day yeah one. yep and then I read that first issue and I went wow yeah that this is I'm game yep and and the thing is we came out of Civil War going well, I don't know. You know, because right. that was so wordy. Or no, it's Secret Empire. It's Secret, Secret Empire. Empire. Yeah, sorry, yeah. they all blur together after a time. We're like, I don't know, but you know, his superior foes of Spider-Man. He had that fun to it, and there's that certain level of fun to it right now. Right. And I know they're getting into the absolute carnage thing, which will impact for the rest of the year, basically. So we'll see what comes out of Spider-Man there. So then we gotta go to the Chip Zarsky block, I guess. Oh boy. Um, I think Chip. You know, when did Fantastic Four come out? Was that that was last? That Fantastic was, Four came out last year. Okay, so so we don't get to throw Marvel two and one, which we we spoke very highly of. Yep, but we get to throw in the two of them in yep. there. Yep, um, and then but then right now we got the uh, shoot uh, Spider Man uh, the the life of life and times of Spider Man. Um, the first one, uh, first two, I thought were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, second, we're kind of muddling around. It's um, still good. It's just I don't know. I don't think it's a, it has the same impact as the first ones did. Um, yeah, I mean, I I thought the first two was excellent. Was probably up near the top books of the half. You know, yeah, halfway the mark so uh, of the year so far. Number three, the eighties, I thought was. Uh, good. The nineties, yeah, yeah. The two thousands, I thought it was absolutely amazing how Chip could hit the nine eleven one page, just boom, there it is, and move away. Mm -hmm. Uh, It had a lot of impact. Um, I mean, those the people who who lived in 9-11, they, everybody knows where they were when that happened. Mm-hmm. So to see how eloquent 
it was portrayed on on a one page spread. Yep. Um, and then to not dwell too much on that and move away was absolutely brilliant. Because the big crux out of the '90s was the clone Spider Man took over. Right, right. And, and so real Peter Parker went to go live with his family, but when 9-11 happened, he, you know, he just jumped in like he knew he would. And so it was one of those things of like, Dad, I know you did it because he has a boy and a girl, and they're calling him out and saying, no, we know you were there, so stop trying to play, play us with that. And right. then they hit Civil War pretty good. I thought they hit Civil War War really good, and you know it's you know they jazzed it up for the two thousands a little bit, and you know basically you got old guys because it's old, you know we're getting close to fifty four yeah, fifty year old Peter Parker and Tony Stark running around, so they aged it up pretty well, and it was a pretty good hit on the nail at the and, end, and it was uh, really amazing how Chip could write. A really good Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought, wow, is there anything that this guy can't write? I don't know. And but then comes over here to Daredevil, and then <laughs> this is this is the funny part because you're like, oh, I've never read a Daredevil. I have not. I have not read a Daredevil before Chip took over in probably thirty years. Right. I mean, I read some Frank Miller, some Kevin Smiths. You know, you know some you know that early 90s version but you know i wasn't a diehard daredevil and i liked the tv show and then all of a sudden chip's gonna be i'm like i'll guess i'll read it and it's been really good yeah i it's hard to believe that chip made a comic book go for a complete what is it like three four issues now we're about three without a superhero even in the the issue matt is still in the issue matt murdoch but he's not daredevil right now no one is daredevil right now right there's some copycats there's running some around. Co- yeah some copycats yeah, but they're not around, the real thing they're not the real thing and and chip took that and he ran with it and he writes a really good matt murdoch comic book right and once again he gets he can be a little more wordy here even, you know, we talked about the last one, he was basically going through the crime family's history in front of him. And then most current one, he sits down and is having a philosophy discussion with Reed Richards. But, you know, there's stuff happening, but there's not stuff happening. It's not a superhero right. book, but yet it's Daredevil. But it's really compelling. Yeah, but yet it's enjoyable and it feels like one. Yeah. And you know the payoff's coming. Yes. Just like, because I think it was... Issue six, when all the superheroes showed up to stop him. Yes, issue six. Yeah, yeah. that's when Spider-Man showed up and all the um, TV uh, defenders showed up to say, dude, you got to cut this out and, you know, get your head straight. and You can't be Daredevil anymore. And that, once again, probably the best issue so far out of all of it. Uh, Of all of Daredevil, hands down, that was the best issue. It was great to see Chip write it. You know, right, Spider-Man back again. Yep, but. and so we're building to that point again. We're you know nine or ten or wherever we're at. You know, there's going to be another two more, and he's going to hit the nail again. And it's just like this is just really good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So then the other thing, speaking of, we're continuing our talk of writers and the good stuff they do. Uh, we can't, we'll be remiss if we don't talk about Jason Aaron. Oh, gee. And I have made it through War of the Realms, all the books. They're meaty. And they're really good, and I was very satisfied with that book ending. Um, and then I picked up a couple Thors in between, and 
So we're now going to end his run on Thor, and I don't remember how many years we're at. Yeah. We're, we're, we're in excess of five years on Thor. And I just don't know how they're going to be. I mean, when you think of Thor anymore, of, of on the comic book realm of things, you, you think of Jason Aaron. I yeah. mean, and, and now with uh, the, what we touched upon a couple weeks ago with the... Uh, with Love and the, Thunder. You know, yeah, Love and Thunder Thor. Uh, yeah, I mean... Now a whole totally different audience will get to experience, could experience, should experience the uh, Jason Aaron's uh, um, reputation on Thor and why the comic book fans are in love with what he's done with Thor. Yep, and it's been a heck of a ride with Thor. Heck of a ride. You know, I picked up the God Bomb on trades and I read that and I'm like, this is really good. And then, you know, we've been dipping in and out through Jane Foster Thor and now, now, now we are officially to Old King Thor, and I'm interesting how interested how this ends. They're bringing back um, Isad Ribic. Yes, the first guy that he did the art with on the first volume of this with him is coming back to finish it up. So it's going to have a really, it's going to have a great bookend to this. This is going to be one they're going to make like an ultimate edition and go. You know, you need Thor. Pooh, there you go. And so, if you haven't had a chance, uh, War of the Realms, when it comes out in trade, is a very, very, very good read. Um, it's not bad. And, you know, Daredevil with Heimdall Powers is pretty fun, too. <laughs> um, and then that brings us into DC, Deceased, you know, the DC Zombie Books by Tom Taylor. If you polled anybody before this came out, they're like, what, what, why? Walking Dead is over. Literally, it's over. <laughs> why, why do you care about this? But it's been really good. It's been, because we knew, basically, we knew that Bendis was going to be good. We knew that uh, after the first book that Nick first, Nick Spencer was going to be good. We knew Chip's uh, reputation at that point. We knew Jason Aaron's reputation. This was, hands down, a huge surprise for me mm-hmm. i had no idea i read the first book going well i'm gonna read this i'm gonna this this will probably be a one and done for me right you're like oh i'll, I'll check it out see what's like and eh, eh, i'll move on you know whatever but i left the hat going dang this is good and i don't who wrote this i had to look back at the and yeah i just didn't have i've never read a tom taylor piece before deceased but Wow, that was good. It's really good, and it's still getting good. I mean, we're now, I think we're the third one in, third one in, and it's really solid. I just finished the third one, and it's it's good. And the, you know, quasi-spoilers, some of the heavy hitters go down right away. Right. You know, Batman's out within the first issue or two. Uh, Yeah, within that first issue, Batman's gone. And And what's surprising to me here, Doug, was... How we went from because a lot of the writers, you know, it's it's easy per se to hit a home run with one issue. Yeah. But it's tough to maintain it and to have this maintained for three issues. This is a zombie book about DC characters and they die and they die. So why would we read it? Because it's good. Good. Yeah, it is really good. And and. I believe this is six or seven trade, uh, but I'm, I'm. It's one of those things that's moving up that 
stack list when it comes out. It's like, ooh, I gotta read this one first. And so now we're you know we've hit our exciting ones, but you're like, but Anthony, Doug, what about Snyder? What about Tom King? What about some of these other books? And it's you know what about Al Ewing? We all you spent the entire you know winter talking about Al Ewing. Why aren't we talking about him? They've just been consistent, right? Um, Batman's been up and down. Batman has been up and down. I believe it is on the way up. Right. We're currently. into the city of Bane. Um, the Nightbearers was a great thought experiment. His dad stuff was interesting. I caught, it was a beautiful. I mean, you can't doubt the beauty of this book. Um, and it's a really good story. It's just that um, it kind of didn't feel like you're getting anywhere. But now right. that we're seventy six just came out, seventy five is done. We're into the city of Bane. We're getting somewhere. Right. And the moment, and I sh- sent this as soon as I read this week to Anthony was once I saw Kite Man back, I was like, Sign "It's okay, up. it's okay, yeah. everything's fine. We're going back to where we need to go." And yep. at that moment, I was like, oh. "And that's probably one of my favorites." So I'm glad that you, because I, I I haven't read seventy six. I I just got it today, but um, hey, I can't wait to read it because Kite Man definitely. Brings a smile to you, right? But that's when you make face. that's that that warm fuzzy feeling. You're like, oh, kite man's here. This is this is gonna be good now. This is gonna be great. We're now. gonna we're gonna go off on something here. But like Scott Snyder has been the Batman who laughs. We'll probably spend some time talking about that series here in a minute. Great series. Um, uh, the the Joker uh, one. The uh, the last laugh. Uh, Last lap for no last night of Batman. Or last something. night, Batman. Yeah, Joker's Joker's heads in a race, right. and it's. It's a very interesting book. It's a very interesting book. Uh, definitely one that you can't just lightly go through. I mean, right. there's certainly some books that you can lightly go through and you can still get the gist of what's going yeah. on. This is one that you cannot read tired. You cannot read <laughs> disruptions. You've got to read it from start to finish. And that's what Batman Who's Laughs, Last Laugh was with me. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. I looked at it and I'm like, I can't read this now. I'm too tired. So I gotta come back and read this later, um, but then he's also doing Justice League. Um, I'm I I am caught up on Justice League right now. I'm Congratulations! So I'm so proud of myself. I, I, I am not. <laughs> um, the the thing I'm feeling better about is I believe we've spoken about Jaro, the little Starro, in a right, right. Yeah, he tries to take on the Legion of Doom by himself, and he's in the Robin costume and he's doing the Batman voice. It's 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 beautiful work. But so we're leading into Snyder's um, Year of the Villain, and so that story is going to play out. Right. So you know, so and you know, Hulk. You said it's consistently. Yeah, good. Al, Al Ewing. Uh, just because I did not mess, mention the best comics of the year, did not mention him in there. Uh, I mean, he, it's just been consistent last year from issue one to now. We're at twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, twenty two, something like that. Um, uh, it's just been very consistent, and it's been a really good consistent. And um, you know, we we kind of knew what we were going to get. Same thing with uh, with Wonder Twins. I mean, oh, Mark, yeah, yeah. Mark yeah. Russell. I mean, Mark Russell would just when he writes, it's fun. He's consistent. Yep. And uh, even though I have thoroughly enjoyed Wonder Twins, these. Uh, other books are just a little bit ahead yeah. on the surprise of it and um, just hitting hitting some home runs that you weren't really well, expecting. You know, it's back to the 
this is the thing I like, and I like Wonder right. Twins because it's yeah. it's it's fun, it's poppy, it's not too serious, and no. unfortunately he does throw throw a point in there, which is great, and it's 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 good Mark Russell. Yeah, I and, I mean and, the, the the further I go with with Mark Russell after the Flintstones, reading yep. the Flintstones, I have just. I, I'm a huge, huge Mark Russell fan. I just, it's one of those books that if you need a good laugh, yep. you pick it up. Yep. If you need to be serious and want to, then that's something? probably not the book to that you pick up if you need it to be really deadly serious. Yeah, Scott Snyder-esque. Right. That's the book to pick up. But right. if you need a good laugh, oh, Mark Russell is perfect. Yeah. And so, and there's plenty more books out because um, Mark Russell's doing the Sinestro Year of the Villain book. He's doing a Riddler one I just saw on oh, preview. Oh, he's doing Riddler. Oh, uh, and I'm like, crap, click. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just keep like, no, you're going to read it. And I'm like, yeah, just try not to click. But <laughs> so with that being in mind, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about what we, have excite- what we are excited for in the next, you know, four to six months here. Transformers will return after these messages. We want to thank our sponsor, Radio Keokuk. Radio Keokuk is the home of Z93, the Rock on the River, and 1310 KOKX, the Talk on the River. It's through their patronage and support that we can provide this show for you, and we'd like to thank them for everything that they do for us. Welcome back. Uh, as mentioned before, we're going to talk about the comics we're excited about. And now some of these things have started already, so we already are kind of excited already and we're wanting to work, see where it goes. Some of these have just been announced, and some of these are we've touched upon briefly already. And, and as you probably already guessed, you're going to hear some of the same names, and we apologize because, well, <laughs> they're the people that are really, really good at this. So I'm going to skip down to the middle here because we probably should do some apologies. When we did our year-end best-of show, we fo- totally forgot about uh, Curse of the White Knight. Yep. Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy, yeah. We totally forgot about it because it ended kind of like July, August, and we recorded in January. And it, it didn't slip our mind. We didn't write down the list because we didn't think about it. We thoroughly enjoyed that series. Yes. And... Um with Curse of the White Knight 2, um, it's picking up right where the first one oh. left off. It's just really, really a good Joker yes. book, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really enjoyed Sean Murphy uh, writing. And then his art style. Um, his art style really fit the book really nicely. Yeah, it's and, a great kind of companion um, to each other. And I, I just... I really enjoyed it, and yep. I, I don't want to, you know, it was purely a uh, a mistake, and, you know, Sean Murphy's writing is outstanding, and if you want to read a really good Joker book, this is the book. Right. Period. And, you know, the first one, and the nice thing is White Knight 1 is really leading into 2, because we're dealing right. with the after effects of... Batman a little nutty. We got Joker dealing with what he did as Jack Napier as mayor or councilman. I can't remember what it was. So it's really kind of a jumping off. But then now we get Asriel. 
Right. And, you know, love or hate on people. Um, this looks interesting. Yeah. This is not a book to, well, I'm just going to jump on it, Curse of the White Knight 2. No. You need to go back and read yeah, I, the first set to yeah. get a, a better understanding of what's going on. But, but yeah, um, I can't wait to see where this is going yeah, this and is, where the journey that Sean Murphy's going to take us on. Yeah, and like you said, and the other thing that really got our respect was when we saw him at C2E2 that one time where he was talking, and he was sitting there going, here's my plan, folks. People die, they die. And when my comic comes out, it'll be my comic and a variant. That's it. We're not getting 26. We're not getting 101 variant covers. That's it. And it's just that, you know, his brand, his product, he's like, he's keeping it very high quality, which is yes. really great. So then, so Ben just jumped ship and went to DC. And then this year at C2E2, which we missed, they brought back and they're like, Hickman's back. He's going to write X-Men. Now, nothing to Rosenberg. I really enjoyed his actually 25 issues because he did three War of the Realms, so he had 25 issues, 22 plus three is 25. Holy crap, I think this X-Men, Hickman run is going to be amazing. And that's saying a lot from a guy that right. was a year ago. You remember I was crying. I was sad. This right. wasn't any fun anymore. Um, now, those of you who don't know, he's writing the House of X which is the modern story about the current state of the X-Men, and then there's Powers of Ten. It's not Powers of X, it's Powers of Ten, because this deals with ten years out, a hundred years out, a thousand years out. So this is your what the future holds, and it's really stinking good. Yeah, I have not heard, and, and I'm currently not reading an X-Men book, but I have not heard one bad thing about the Power of Ten and the House of X. Um, and this, maybe we got to do a little bit of apology section here because <laughs> in January we were, we were pretty hardcore of going, oh my goodness, why we reboot. Reboot of the, the reboot of the reboot. Yeah. Yes. But this might be the best reboot that we've had with the X-Men book in a very, very, very long time. Yep, and this is, he does deep cuts. He's going back to the beginning. He's going to the future. He's he's pulling all these things, and it's not a, it's not pretty. Um, they basically have the Super Sentinel Nemrod in the future. He basically melts all the DNA of the mutants down into memories. So then they're trying to recover the mutants, and they're, it, it's, at one point, he's bad, but then in the future, he's good. So at all times, you're unbalanced about who's good, who's bad, and what's wrong. It's very, it's high It's high concept. And this yeah. is a pretty interesting book. Yeah, it sounds like that. this is kind of like the Snyder where you want to be focused on what you're doing. Yep. This is not a, not a light read. No, and the thing is, uh, it's his Hickman style. He throws in infographics, info dumps, talks about the history of genes, and they show like the genes of this one character. They have Colossus, Shadowcat, uh, Magic. Uh, shoot, there's one more I'm missing there. There's, oh, um, Quentin Quinmar, the telepathy. They show their gene, their DNA piece, and where they inserted all the mutant genes. 
then this last one they had a timeline of this person's multiple lives and it shows you through so as a style it fits hickman because it's very infographic-y and all this stuff it's just really good now is this are 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 the power of ten in the House of X going to build up? Yes. To Something. an actual X X Men book being yes. released. I can't remember what the name of it is. It's supposed to be November, and I can't remember. And there, we are going to get a New Mutants book, an Excalibur book. Um, there's an X Man book, and I can't remember something else. There's like four or five books. Um, I don't know which one Hickman's writing at the moment. So we'll see what comes out of this. There, it's twelve issues, of course, weekly. Weekly? Weekly. So it goes House of X, Powers of X, Powers of X, House of X there. Oh, so if you want to read both of them, it's pretty much a weekly thing. It's a weekly commitment, and these are thick. So um, so that's a commitment. So then that brings us into, as I previewed before, um, we're now into Absolute Carnage. We have the Carnage event going on, which is written majority by Donny Cates, who's been writing Venom. And basically, we talked very briefly about Silver Surfer Black, where the origin of the symbiote came from, basically, it goes through. And now Carnage is trying to suck up all the symbiotes. And I wasn't planning on reading this. I was just like, I'm just going to look at it, see if I like it. The art is really good. I'm trying to remember it was on art, but I can't off the top of my head. It's really good. I think it's a brew baker. No, I apologize. But it's really good. And I started reading it, and I'm like, this is good. Spider-Man showed up. Oh, this is really, really good. Oh, the Red Goblin showed up. Oh, this is really, really good. Oh, the Red Goblin showed up? Yep. I have not read the first one yet. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, this is really good. I didn't want to read another event book. I was kind of doing the Powers of X thing and House of X and calling that my event. This is going to be really good. Yeah. Um. And we're going to do the standard rules of apply. If we're not reading the book, we're not going to read the tie-ins. But this is going to go through all Miles Morales books. This is going to go through Spider-Man. It's going to hit you. It's going through Venom, of course. And there's some other spin-offs and such. This is going to be a... I think this is going to be a pretty good event. Um, sounds like it. I mean, anytime when you bring in the Red Goblin, because uh, that was... That was... Um, last year. That was last year. It was towards the end of... Uh, Soul? Uh, no, uh, the the Amazing Spider-Man right. back before. Yeah, who's before now, Spencer? I apologize. The name's right there. Dan Slot. Yes, Dan Slot. Slot. Okay, we knew it was with an S, and there's a few of them out there, so we beg forgiveness. But yeah, because that was right at the tail end of his right run. Right at huh? the tail end of his run, and that's that comic book by itself... Uh, was probably one of the best Spider-Man um, uh, books of his run, I felt, that I had. Right. It, um, it, he landed, he hit the landing of yes. his run, and that was kind yes. of his, like, and scene. And yep. he was out. Um, so then we also got J.J. Uh, Abrams and his son is going to write a Spider-Man book. Um, not much is really on this. It's just he gets to write a Spider-Man book. Uh, it could be interesting. Don't know. Might be worth a peek. Um, then we talked about this, I think, briefly last night, the last show. Um, Charles Soule is going to be writing The Rise of Kylo Ren. And it's, I am super, super, super excited for this. Uh, going right into the uh, the Rise, rise. Of, the, of the Skywalker 
Wow. Yep, this is going to come out right before, so I think this is going to be a great kind of, you know, addition, additional piece to help explain stuff. But it's going to give us the stuff that we've been asking now for four years. You know, what in the heck are the Knights of Ren? How did Kylo Ren get here? But I think, and with Charles Soule, because he's written Star Wars for a couple of years, I think it's in good hands. Uh, yes, in good hands. Yep. And briefly, we'll mention, you know, once again, I'm looking forward to the end of Thor. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I at least got the first couple picked out to read. Um, I want to see how he ends this with old King Thor. Um, and once again, this is going to be just movie material, so I might as well, you know, read about it. Then the other couple of ones here towards the end that we're not quite sure about is Bendis is now going to be writing the Legion of Superheroes. The This is the 31st century superheroes with Saturn Girl and a whole bunch of characters I vaguely remember from my reading my past. But once again, Bendis is like, no, no, I'm I'm I know all this stuff. I'm going to write it. And so it might be this might be we keep coming back to. Is this the ultimate Spider-Man book he's looking for? Or is this his team book he's looking for? Uh, I'm curious. Yeah. And yeah. they've shown some of the covers on this, and it looks really cool. They're playing around with the little Legion r- rings, and I think this will be a fun one. Now, before we get to Birds <laughs> of Prey here, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a different direction. Another book that I'm excited about um, that I wouldn't mind checking out. And it may not be worth anything, but I still would like to check it out. And that would be... Um, there's a G.I. Joe comic book coming out where oh, yes. Duke and Scarlet is a prime primary characters in it, and their Cobra's already taken over, and they're kind of the renegades, and they're trying to uh, lead a resistance. And for those those of you that have you know, back in the eighties, I I was a huge G.I. Joe Larry Hama fan. Mm-hmm. But the older that I get here, and I've read quite a bit of Larry Hama's books, I'm ready for something a little bit different. Right, right, right. And this kind of could fit that that G.I. Joe vibe. Right, that itch you're looking for. Right. Because um, I think it's going to be September, I think it is, where that's going to mm-hmm. come out. So we'll have to make sure we're on top of that. Um, but yeah, it kind of goes back. There was a GI Joe episode that did that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Once upon a Joe or something along that line. Something like that. Yeah. Sorry, my kids rewatching all the episodes online, and they're get, starting to bleed together again because I'll watch a part of it and be like, oh yeah, I remember that one. So um, yeah, so we'll have to take a look at that one. And then yeah, uh, Brian Azzarello is going to do a Birds of Prey book, but as we mentioned before, and to our dismay. Um, this is mostly going to be a Black Canary book, and of course, since it's a DC book, it must have Harley Quinn in it. Anthony is not happy about this because it's a Batgirl, Batwoman thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I am not excited about this book in the least, and I am a huge Birds of Prey yeah. fan. I mean, uh, I read the the Rebirth uh, Birds of Prey. I was very upset when they stopped. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't mind having Harley Quinn in the book, but without Batgirl there, you to me, miss- you can't call it Birds of Prey. You're missing your opportunity. You're you're missing the leader of the group. I, mm-hmm. I just don't understand how you can have 
and here we are again. I'm going to step back on my soapbox here about this. <laughs> I do not understand how you can have a comic book, call it Birds of Prey, and not have Batgirl in it. And I don't understand how you can have a movie and call it Birds <laughs> of Prey and not have Batgirl in it. It does not make any sense. Right. That's I mean, like having a Batman movie without Batman. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know, or an X-Men movie without Wolverine. Yeah, I mean, how, how could you have an X-Men movie without Wolverine? Well, they tried and it failed. Yes. Uh, an epic fail yeah so bad that they're like maybe we should stop doing x-men movies for a while but we do have a lot to look forward to and, you know and some of these other books that we've re- mentioned before we're going to keep reading and you know because event leviathan is going to be there i think we might actually get to the end of the watchman finally uh, yeah i think we're close the last one got delayed again and again and again but we'll keep trying <laughs> Uh, but that might wrap up after three years. So, I mean, we have a lot to look forward to, especially going into the holiday season. Um, it's it'd be interesting to see how we land here in January when we do this again and go, all right, so how was the J.J. book or how was Absolute Carnage? I just, you know, we've had enough um, events flop at the end because I couldn't hit the landing. I'm just. Yes. You really? gotta, you, you, guys, you gotta nail the landing. Right. You can, you can soar as high as you want to, but if you can't land, guess what you got? You got a plane crash yeah. is what you got. So well, you gotta like land. Secret Empire started off so good with oh. zero. Yes. And then one, two, three, four, just drug her down. Yes. It drug her down, and by the time you hit eight, nine, and Oh, yeah, I forgot that was nine. Yeah, there there was there was ten of those. It oh, just was. I forgot about m- that. Mind blowing. Yeah, but be more like uh, War of the Realms and give us everything that we want. So, all right. When we get back, we'll talk some other news and events coming up and coming up in the near future. Transformers will return after these messages. We want to thank our sponsor, Radio Keokuk. Radio Keokuk is the home of Z93, the Rock on the River, and 1310 KOKX, the Talk on the River. It's through their patronage and support that we can provide this show for you, and we'd like to thank them for everything that they do for us. Uh, welcome back. Before we get out of here, folks, just got some uh, kind of random stuff to talk about because, once again, news seems to be happening quite quickly again. and Really quickly, all of a sudden. It's, yeah, just, it's just that, um, you know, news just starts falling out of the sky and you're like, oh, shoot, that's coming up and this is coming up. Um, most of you have noticed or, you know, you know, if your Twitter feeds and news feeds haven't noticed that Endgame is now out on VOD and also on DVD. Uh, that was my treat for myself before going back for my real job. I watched it again, and boy, is it a good movie. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's it just, just solid. Um, Kevin Smith has watched it like 14 times, and he he's made comments about Hulk and a lot of different tie-ins and stuff, and people are nitpicking things, and there might be a 2099 reference, 2099 reference in there. 
Um, or it might be going back to Malekith, so we might get Malekith back. Don't know. People are speculating. There's now everybody's back. Now we're into full spectacle talk again. Yeah. We know the next movie's coming out. What can we tease out of whatever information they gave us out of the um, movie, and what can we help predict the future, which means nothing because they haven't written them yet. So, yeah. I do think RDJ should have get at least a nomination for his performance. Because he was all over the board, you know, from dramatic to silly to fun. I think that, you know. Oh, I, I, I agree. He, because it's a superhero movie, he probably will not. But um, I think he deserves it. I just, I just, just, just put him up there. You don't have to give it to him. I just mean, give him the nod. In my opinion, you can make an argument that Avengers Endgame deserves the Best Picture nomination. <laughs> because... It sold the most money mm-hmm. that has that a movie has made ever. How could you? <laughs> we like to emphasize ever. Yeah, how could you not have mm-hmm. that movie get nominated? Is beyond me. But the Oscars is kind of like a club. Yep. And it's kind of like a clicky high school club. <laughs> so uh, who knows? Well, and once again, they want to give it. You know. Then Jane saw and Bob, you know, they talk about, you know, they give it to, you know, art house fix and, you know, and, you know, you know, different things, you know, the artsy fartsy thing, not the, you know, most popular. Right. But once again, there's a lot of beauty in that movie because there was a lot of imagery and, you know, it was just just solid. And once again, uh, Falcons on your left gets me in the feels. I'm just like, oh, bring me back to Winter Soldier. Um, then you were telling me about there's a gaming convention coming yeah. up? Yeah, there's a Gamescom, which uh, has always been in mid to late August. But this year is kind of having a little different feel. And I think it's because E3 was, and we talked about this back in June, that E3, a lot of the bigger developers, they were not doing E3. They moved right. past that. They were doing their own thing yeah. or, or waiting with their video game announcements and things like that. So Gamescom has actually picked up a little bit of speed. And it's a gaming conference in Europe that has picked up a little bit of speed. And And I know right now there there's a lot of rumors and there's always will be rumors up until the event is finished. But Right now, so far, we've got a name for a the next Need for Speed game. For those of you who huh. enjoy that sort of thing, it is called Need for Speed Heat. Um, but um, but yeah, so there's there's supposed to be a a um, live streaming event on uh, August nineteenth. Okay. At uh, I want to say. I, I'm not sure of of the time, but I thought it was later in the after, later evening yep. time frame. But uh, but anyway, and then the event will take place from the 20th to the 24th, and there's supposed to be wall to wall games uh, being announced, world premieres, which typically hmm. you may have half a dozen world premieres at a Gamescom. They're talking about over 14. Wow, which quite is a uh, quite a bit when you break it down to uh, what E3, you know, yeah. that big uh, right. conference, what they normally do, and what Gamescom has done in the past. I mean, that's big to to have 
14 world premieres. So there's a lot of speculation. We just don't know until we until we get there. We do know that there will be gameplay from Need for Speed Heat, and there should be another gameplay trailer from Blair Witch Project. There's a lot of rumors about, are they going to announce God of War 2? Are they going to announce Uncharted 5? Oh, you know, dear. What are they going to be doing <laughs> they're, they're from the PlayStation out. side of things? And we just don't know. There's a lot of rumors about Microsoft doing a... Uh, their own little uh, streaming uh, cloud uh, portable gaming on your on your phone where you can actually hook up controllers to it, huh. uh, which is kind of fascinating. Um, so Switch there's, but not, huh? Yeah. Oh, pardon me? Switch but not. Yeah, Switch but not. And, of course, Nintendo's hitting home run with, with their Switch. I mean, they're, they're supposedly coming out with a couple of new ones. Yep. So... That'll be interesting. So that'll yeah. give us some fodder to talk about. You bet. Uh, just something for the future. Um, just something I stumbled upon looking through the Gen Con kind of notes coming from it. Um, in Elmhurst, Illinois, for those of you over there, or Elmhurst, Illinois, um, Dragonfall Conference. It's a mini war game conference, you know, so like my Warhammer and my Little Men and Legion. Um, they're having a big convention there over three days that weekend, the 25th, 26th, and 27th. Oh. Um, uh, basically, they do a lot of charity work, but also they do a lot of, you know, just fun and games. So if you're looking for something that's not as epic as Gen Con, and I think they said they had over 70,000 people go through over the five days or whatever, and that's ridiculous numbers. Um, this that might is be a good insane. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> and, and that's for Gen Con. Yeah, wow. They said that wow, they because wow, wow. they take over, you know, multiple parts of this, you know, complex of you know it's got D and D over here. You got magic tournaments over here. You got um, a display f- floor as big as E three. I mean, so so pretty much if if you build it, we will come. Yeah, and that's kind of where we're at, and so. Dragonfall might be something for some of us. Um, like I mentioned last time, probably for me that night will either be spent on my anniversary or going through Jay and Silent Bob reboot up in the <laughs> Iowa City areas. <laughs> we'll see how lucky I get there. Um, other quick notes. Um, next week is uh, Magic is releasing their multiplayer decks. They're called Commander decks. Oh, okay. They're 100 cards. They're pre-constructed. Um, there's a lot of talk people are very excited about these because last year's were kind of wah, wah, and these they said well heck we're gonna make them even better so those of you that are around cedar rapids or cedar falls i know both the core and i do know uh first turn games are going to have like little mini tournaments where you can get four people together and play little pods i'm not sure what's going on down here at the phoenix yet but we're trying to look about getting something together um Magic related, we don't have anything else until October. October seems to be busy um, with the next set, so we're kind of just grinding our way through everything here. Um, at some point, we will have to talk about. Um, remember, one time I told you about the Super Star Destroyer? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that's barely that's as big as my shoulder, shoulder to shoulder across. Um, watching gameplay of that is hilarious because it takes up two thirds of the board. <laughs> And watching the guy try to maneuver it is hilarious. It it's um uh, the streamer's name is Krabic, Krabic, Krabok, Krabok, and he he just basically tried to f- he put up like five videos right away of showing him playing with people in various size games, and it's just fun to see this giant superstar destroyer because it's regular like three little star destroyers make up the big one. 
<laughs> and he alpha strikes somebody, you know, just first turn rolled dice and blew stuff up. It was great. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of good stuff. Um, a lot of stuff came out of Gen Con. Maybe we'll get to talk about that here in the near future. So I think that wraps us up for today, folks. Uh, don't forget to follow us and like us on the good old Facebook, um, Instagrams, and on Twitter. Um, those of you that are following the stream, we are now on Anchor, anchor.com, which is a streaming site. So uh, every Tuesday now, I'll be posting the, the audio of this um, so that you can listen it whenever you want. So you can now stream us on Spotify. Um, I believe... I can't remember. There's one more besides Spotify you can find us on. There's like three of them. Anchor, Spotify, and I can't remember if it's on the Google Play yet, but we're trying, folks. We're going to keep reaching out. So I think that's everything, folks. So have a good week. Have a good one.